0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everybody in between, welcome to another episode of the Jake Botel Sports Experience. On this episode, previewing the IBU World Cup Week 6 action from and Antaselva in Italy. Let's dive in. The IBU World Cup is rampaging along at a blistering pace as we turn the page to competition in Antholtz Antaselva, Italy. There is much to be gained across six events in the final weekend before the World Cup briefly yields centre stage to the World Championships in Novemesto. Let's dive in. First things first, let's have a look at how all of the action will unfold from the early hours of Friday 19th of January to a similar time on Monday the 22nd. Keep in mind all of these dates and times are adjusted for Australian purposes for obvious reasons. So if you want to know the who, what, where and when for your time zone, simply visit the event page on biathlonworld.com. So we start with the men's 15-kilometer short individual race Friday the 19th at 20 past midnight. The women's 12.5-kilometer short individual is the next cab off the rank. That will occur at 11.40 p.m. on Friday the 19th. The single mixed relay, Saturday the 20th at 10.55 p.m. The mixed relay. Sunday 21st at 45 minutes past midnight. The men's 15-kilometer mass start Sunday the 21st at 10.30 p.m. And we finish with the women's 12.5-kilometer mass start on Monday 22nd at 45 minutes past midnight. So a lot of um, early mornings, late nights for those watching uh, like me in the Southern Hemisphere. Let's get you up to date with all the current standings uh, for these different events, as well as the overall men's and women's rankings. There were plenty of stunning results in both the men's and women's competitions last weekend in Repolding, And consequently, there's been some shifting in a number of the rankings tables. It's men's events first here in Antholz, So we'll take a look at what unfolded in their standings first. So, we begin with the overall men's World Cup standings. You've got Johannes Dignas Bo of Norway in first place on 671 points, followed by his brother Tarja on 593. Johannes Dale Shevdal is in third, 589. Stillholm Ligrid, 509 points in fourth. And Andre Stromsheim of Norway, 505 points in fifth. So, it's still a glut of Norwegians at the top of the overall men's standings but that doesn't mean there were no intriguing movements to ponder. In second place, Tarja still sits 78 points adrift of his younger brother, Johannes. But Johannes Dale shevdal springboarded himself up into third spot and closed the gap between himself and first place from 125 points to 82. Sterleholm holm flips into fourth spot, while Andre Stromsheim falls from third down into fifth. In the men's individual standings, the short individual event in Antholtz will actually be just the second individual race of the men's season, with the first and only competition in the format this year having been the longer variation held in Ostersund. That race was dominated by a pair of Germans, with Roman Rees taking the win and just Strelow finishing second. That leaves Rees in first place on 90 points, with Strelow trailing him on 75. In third place, it's reigning world champion Johannes dignes followed by Latvia's Andreas Rastogoyevs in fourth, and Swiss biathlete Sebastian Stolder in fifth. In the men's mass start standings, we've got Johannes Thingnes Bo of Norway on 90 points in first, and this one will be the first race of this season in the mass start event since Lenzerheide, which was, uh, I believe, the last event before Christmas. So now is a good time to refresh our memory as to who our top five from that race was. Uh, of course, four of the five biathletes are Norwegians, with Johannes Thingnes bow sitting 15 point, points clear of Johannes Dale shevdal in first place, with Taria Bø in third place and Vettler Sjostad Kristiansen in fifth, sandwiching Martin Ponsoloma of Sweden in fourth. The mass start could be there for the taking for a speedster like Dale shevdal if he keeps his shooting in line. He can certainly create opportunities for head-to-head ski races, which suits his skill set to a tee. All right, onto the women's side of the bracket. In the overall standings, uh, after a down week for two of the field's best French biathletes, we've got movement in the top five of the overall standings. Ingrid Landmark Tandravold of Norway claws her way into first place, leading France's Justine Brazar Boucher, who was the previous owner of the yellow bib, by just nine points. Sharpshooting Italian Lisa Vitozzi springs up one place from fourth to third, sitting 60 points behind Tandrevold. Sweden's Alvira Oberg is bumped down into the spot previously occupied by Vitozzi, while Germany's Franziska Preuss claims fifth place to knock the second of France's premier biathletes, Julia Simon, out of the top five. In the women's individual standings, well, much like the men's bracket, this will just be the second running, of an individual race of this season, and exactly like their male counterparts, the women will compete in the shorter iteration of the format in Anholz. The results of the first race in Ostersen sees Italy's Lisa Vitozzi in first place in the world standings on 90 points, followed by Germany's Franziska Preuss on 75. And if you remember, that was the race in which Preuss fell short of Vitozzi's time by just 0.1 seconds in an absolute cliffhanger of a finish. Another German, Vanessa Voigt, sits in third place on 60 points, while Norway's Caroline afikstad Notten places fourth with 50 points. Rounding out the top five is a third German, with Sophia Schneider sitting on 45 points. In the women's mass start standings, uh, again, like the men's competition, we haven't seen the women's field race a mass start since before Christmas, so a refresher is necessary. In that first and only mass start of the season, France's Justine Brazard-Boucher claimed victory to top the world standings with 90 points. 15 points behind her are a pair of Swedes, sisters Alvira and Hannah Oberg, occupying second and third place respectively. Italy's Lisa Vitozzi slots into fourth, while current overall world leader Ingrid Landmark-Tandrevold rounds out the top five in fifth. With the men's and women's individual standings for this weekend's events updated. Let's have a look at the combined mixed relay standings. So there's no real surprises at the top of the mixed relay standings with the big five biathlon nations dividing the spoils between themselves. France and Norway share top spot on 150 points each, while Sweden occupy third place, just 20 points behind the leaders. Italy sits 40 points back from Sweden in fourth, while Germany are just four points behind the Italians in fifth. Before I get to my race predictions, I want to take a look at this week's Biathletes of Interest section. So in each of these preview articles, I try to highlight two athletes, one from the men's and women's fields as my Biathletes of Interest. Last week, we had a look at Deidre Irwin of the USA and André Stromsheim of Norway. Ahead of the action in Anholz, I'm keen to look at a rapid skiing Norwegian in the men's bracket and a rising French star in the women's. Starting on the men's side of things, and we're looking at Johannes Dale Shevdal of Norway, currently ranks third overall. His best finish was achieved uh, last weekend in Rippolding, placing first in the men's 12 and kilometer pursuit. As Johannes' Thingnes bows form teeters on the brink of very good rather than blisteringly exceptional, it has been natural to cast our eye around the field to see which biathletes might be best placed to take advantage of the opportunity to attack first place in the standings. Perhaps unsurprisingly, those in best position share a homeland with Thignes Bo, as well as a team jersey, with his Norwegian teammates cramming the rankings behind him. This week, it feels fitting to take a closer look at speedy skier Johannes Dale Schevdal. Dali Shevdal has been racing World Cup events since the 2018-2019 season and has finished three of his five World Cup campaigns sitting sitting inside the top 10. In the 2022-2023 season, he placed seventh overall, anchoring his points total of 674, around eight finishes inside the top 10 of a variety of individual events, with his best result being an outright victory in the mass start event in Annecy. That victory saw him ski the second fastest track time of 30 minutes, 32.6 seconds, just 0.3 seconds slower than France's Fabien-Claude, while shooting deliberately at the range, a time of 1 minute, 48.3 seconds, which was 17th of 30 competitors, to ensure he hit 18 of 20 targets. That formula is perfect for the Norwegian speedster, who is capable of absurd feats of speed on the skis, which translates easily to high-placed finishes if he produces consistent shooting at the range. Unlike some other biathletes who must compensate for their time on the track by chasing an advantage at the range, Dale Shevdar will find himself in contention for most races so long as he doesn't cripple himself with a handful of penalty loops. As an example of the might of his skis, the 26-year-old inflicted four minutes of penalties on himself in the longer individual event earlier this season and still managed to finish in 20th position of 103 athletes. Last weekend in Repolding, we saw Dali Shevdal put together a pursuit race that maximised his strengths in the biathlon. Managing to hang just in the shadow of the main leaders, he overcame two misses on the range during the first standing shoot to emerge from the range after the final visit as one of a group of five athletes in direct competition for the podium. That head-to-head ski race to the finish line proved a delicious opportunity for Dale Shevdal as he burned off Christensen and Thigness Beau on the final stretch, having already shaken Emilien Jacqueline of France and just Estrello of Germany. That victory lifted Dale Shevdal into third place on the overall men's rankings, 82 points shy of Johannes Dignes-Bow in first. History would dictate that his form at the range will ultimately cost him the opportunity to put other biathletes to the sword on his skis, but his rifle work has seen some improvement this season, particularly in the standing shoot. Per BiathlonWorld.com, Dalé Shevdal's shooting has lifted from 84% in the prone and 80% in the stand last season to 87% and 83% during this campaign. If he can maintain that rate of efficiency, it will allow his speed to become a real factor in deciding a number of races, particularly in the mass start this weekend in Antholtz. We'll have to wait and see on whether he can directly challenge Johannes dignes Bowe for that number one spot in the rankings, but even if he can't, he remains one of the most entertaining biathletes on the circuit to watch. What he produces this weekend in Italy, after an excellent weekend in Rapolding, could be instructive. On to our next biathlete of interest, a young French woman just beginning to make her mark at World Cup level. We're looking, of course, at France's Jeanne Richard, uh, currently ranks 33rd overall in the women's standings. Her best finish of the 2023-2024 campaign so far was her 8th place finish in the women's 7.5km sprint in Oberhof. Jeanne Richard made her World Cup debut just a couple of weekends ago in Oberhof after a strong run of results in the IBU World Cup. She made an immediate impact shooting clean to finish eighth in the sprint following that performance up with ninth in the pursuit after missing just two of 20 targets. Last weekend, Her individual results saw her finish 20th in both the Sprint and Pursuit events, after featuring as the second leg of the French women's win in the relay. That promotion into the relay team just one week after her debut at the level, filling in for Justine Brazard-Boucher, who was given a week off from team racing, was obviously a massive tick of approval for the 21-year-old Richard. A tick of approval she massively deserved after such a strong beginning on debut in Oberhof. And although her individual results slipped outside the top 10 in each of her repolding events, neither performance in the sprint or pursuit was a disaster. From my perspective, Risha had pro- probably slightly overachieved in Oberhof, and a small regression in repolding was only natural as she settled in at World Cup level. What drew my eye in watching Richard during her first-place effort in the first week of IBU Cup action in Contiolati was the effectiveness of her calm, deliberate shooting at the range. She missed just a single target in that individual victory, taking her time, the 51st time, of 94 competitors to ensure she didn't inflict penalties on her ski time. That skiing effort was far from plotting, of course, with Richard's time of 40 minutes, 59.6 seconds, bettered only by Kalkenberg of Norway, Tannheimer of Germany, and Bondou of France. Tellingly, all three of those athletes ahead of Richard on the skis inflicted damage on themselves at the range, combining to miss 14 targets. Richard knows her strengths and sticks to her process. That doesn't mean that she hasn't lifted after stepping up to the next level, however. In her last two sprint races in the IBU Cup, Richard skied times of 20 minutes 35, 30.5 seconds in Idrafjall and 19 minutes 0.5 seconds in Shushan. Her first effort at World Cup level was a slower time of 21 minutes 8.7 seconds, but that lifted to 18 minutes 19.4 seconds in Rapolding. In the pursuit format, her last two skis in the IBU Cup saw her register times of 27 minutes 21.1 seconds in Idrafjall and 26 minutes, 43.2 seconds in Shushan, while at World Cup level, she skied 27 minutes, 45.2 seconds in Oberhof, and 26 minutes, 16.3 seconds in Rapolding. So she's reducing those ski times, uh, particularly the the one in uh, Rapolding uh, in the pursuit was uh, extremely good um, by her standards. Finding a balance, however, between speed and control is of crucial importance uh, for Richard at the elite level. In both of those faster, repolding ski times, Richard missed an additional target on her efforts in Oberhof, and it's those misses that, seized by athletes fall from the top 10 to the edge of the top 20. There will be a balance that works for her, which she will only find during more time spent at World Cup level. I'm gonna be fascinated to see how the 21-year-old approaches Antolz. Oberhoff was conservative around the track, but highly efficient on the rifle, while Repolding pushed her out of her comfort zone on the skis and into a slightly messier shoot at the range. The opportunity to watch biathletes learn and build their careers is so enthralling, and we have such an opportunity with Jean Richard this weekend in Antolz. All right, let's get into my race predictions. My form in these race predictions improved ever so slightly last weekend in Rapolding as I successfully picked the correct winners for both the women's and men's relay races. However, it was all red crosses after that, with none of the individual events falling quite how I predicted. Let's see if I can improve on my 3-9 win-loss record this weekend in Antoltz. We kick things off with the men's 15km short individual and I'm backing reigning world champion Johannes Thingnes bow to claim victory here in the shorter format of the individual. We're seeing Johannes working his way through a patch of performance that is below his almost mythical best, but that level was still good enough to claim third in last weekend's pursuit. I think here in the individual he finds something nearer to his best and that will be more than enough to claim the gold medal spot on the podium. Let's watch his body language on the skis this weekend. In repolling he looked ever so slightly more huffing and mortal than what we are used to. Headaches were mentioned on the broadcast, perhaps those lift in antholtz In the women's 12.5km short individual, I'm picking Italy's Lisa Vitozzi to make it back to back victories and her second victory in the individual format this season. Vitozzi's exceptional rifle work this year. Uh, her, she's currently shooting at 93% in the prone and 92% in the stand, has been complemented by a gradual improvement in her skiing time after a dip in speed earlier in the campaign. Over the course of 125 kilometres and four visits to the range, I feel like Vitozzi's class and efficiency will be too much for the field to withstand and that will see the Italian continue to close the gap on the women at the top of the overall standings. It's difficult to predict these relay races without confirmed starting lineups, but fools rush in where angels fear to tread, so here go I. I'm going to pick France to take the win in the single-mix relay. I think they have the sort of depth that will allow them to field an excellent duo, no matter who they select. Uh, Personal preference, I'd like to see a pairing of Emilian jacqueline and Julia Simon, but we'll wait to see who gets the nod. In the mixed relay, I'm picking the Norwegians to claim victory. Much like the French, the Norwegians have such a deep roster to choose from on both the men's and women's side of the bracket that it's hard to find where their weakness might be. I'd love to see Lisa Vitozzi and Tommaso Giacomel spearhead an Italian victory on home soil, but I just don't know if they've got the depth to go with the likes of the Norwegians, French, Swiss, uh, Swedish team, or the Germans uh, over the course of four legs, but we shall see. Every rational bone in my body says to pick one of the six world-leading Norwegians to take out the win in this weekend's mass start, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm saying that Johannes dahle Shevdal will take out this weekend's men's 15-kilometer mass start, building on his success in Repolding to wedge himself firmly in the group of competitors chasing Johannes Bow's tail for the remainder of the season. I thought of picking France's Emilien Jacqueline or Sweden's Seb Samuelsson, but every time I go against the Norwegians this season in the men's category, I'm left disappointed. Uh, I'm not going to make that same mistake this weekend. In the women's 12.5km mass start, I'm picking Justine Brazard-Boucher of France to right her ship and get back to winning ways, taking out her second mass start win of the season and her first individual podium finish since winning the Oberhof Sprint. Her work with the rifle has been a little concerning of late with 15 misses in 14 visits to the range since Christmas, but her ski times remained consistently good in repolding despite those blemishes. I think she shoots efficiently once more and that alone should be enough to see her back on the podium. All right, that's me signing off. That's all for this preview of the IBU World Cup Week 6 event in Anzholz Antasalva. There's plenty at stake for these biathletes in terms of competing for World Cup points, but also to sharpen their form ahead of the World Championships in Novo Mesto. Here's to a great weekend. I'll be back to recap each race as soon as I've watched them. Until then, thanks so much for listening.